My name is Logan Sweeney. This is my podcast on police reform through the United States history. This podcast will discuss the beginning of what we know today as the police all the way to present day. Please be aware, and I want everyone to hear this. This podcast and future episodes are built entirely on facts. What I will discuss is not my personal opinion. For the first episode, I will go into how the police came to be, which will lead later on into today's ideas and principles for our police. These future episodes will cover in detail how modern-day law enforcement went from a simple idea to a national force in the United States. Approximately 390 years ago, the year is now 1636 in Boston, Massachusetts. This Boston is nothing like we know today, as it is a tiny town with less than 500 residents, while today's Boston population is approximately 700,000 people. It was during this time that volunteers came together and called themselves the Night Watch. This group of volunteers, or more commonly known as Watchmen, would sign up for a day and time shifts to keep colonists from gambling, prostitution, and other crimes. Each group consisted of an officer and six men. Settler John Winthrop, a lawyer in Boston, scribed in his personal journal the following, If any person fire off a piece after the watch is set, he shall be fined forty shillings or be whipped. This quote shows that the original police force was much more cruel than today's standards. As the town grew in population over the next few years, the town government was formed and assumed control over the Night Watch volunteers. These volunteers were assigned to not only watch for crimes, but they were also to watch and warn the residents of any danger, which included wild animals and fire. For all the good this Night Watch tried to be, it wasn't very effective. Some of the watchmen often spent their shifts sleeping or drinking. Not only did they essentially skip their shifts, they weren't really volunteers. Many men joined to escape military service, were forced into it by the town, or had to join as a form of punishment. Even with these very obvious problems, many settlements liked the idea of the Night Watch and formed their own Night Watch groups. In 1658, the city of New York created their own group, and the city of Philadelphia soon followed this growing idea in the year 1700. With the idea of a night watch spreading across the colonies like wildfire, a few changes was to be expected. The first official police reform was the introduction of constables, who were tasked with the supervision of the watchmen.
constables, as said by Dr. Gary Potter of Eastern Kentucky University, and I quote, official law enforcement officers, usually paid by the fee system for warrants they served, end quote. Constables were also giving non-law enforcement responsibilities, which included land surveying and the validation of weights and balances. The job of being a constable was not a highly sought-after job. Being a constable was not a popular job, as said by Dr. Potter, I quote, didn't want to wear badges because these guys had bad reputations to begin with, and they didn't want to be identified as people that other people didn't like, end quote. As urbanization increased, the night watch became completely useless as towns grew larger and larger with more and more immigrants settling in the colonies. During the early 1800s, Boston was a huge shipping and commercial center. Businesses were having to hire people to protect their property and transport their goods as crime was rampant through the area. Eventually, these merchants were tired of hiring people with their own money, so they came up with an idea. This idea was to have citizens of the town pay a police force. Despite criticism and setbacks, these merchants eventually succeeded in their task. They continuously argued that a publicly funded police force was for the collective good of the community. Eventually, in 1838, Boston was the first city in America to publicly fund and create a force with full-time on-duty officers. Just like the trend of the Night Watch, New York City soon created their first publicly funded police force seven years later in 1845. Other major U.S. cities and the northern colonies followed soon, and by the 1880s, these major U.S. cities had their own police departments. In the South, law enforcement was much different than the North. Law enforcement was created to basically be a slave patrol. Carolina colonies were the first to have a slave patrol in the early 1700s. These patrols had the responsibility of tracking down runaway slaves and returning the slaves to their owners. These patrols created terror in the slaves to prevent them from revolting against their owners. These patrols dished out punishments for breaking any rules set by the plantation owners and towns. During the Civil War, the primary form of law enforcement was turned into a military. Then after the war, during the Reconstruction of the South, law enforcement didn't exactly change. At least, not for the better. It got worse. Local sheriffs started to work in a way that, by law, was not a slave patrol, as these were now banned, but it held very, very similar qualities to it. The local law enforcement forced segregation and denied rights to the now freed slaves. 
So the creation of the police force was for the protection of goods and merchants in the north. In the south, it was for slave control and punishment. After the Civil War, what was the purpose of law enforcement for both the North and South together? To answer this question, allow me to explain the rapidly increasing spread of urban life that occurred in America during the 19th century. America was now no longer a collection of colonies and small cities. It was growing to be a collection of states into what we have today known as the United States of America. Because of these changes, the reasons and responsibilities of police had to change if they were to continue to exist. Instead of being a night guard and slave patrols, they had to evolve. Disorder was running rampant. Mobs terrorized the cities. Drunkenness and prostitution was at an all-time high. The cities were beyond difficult to control. Yet, there was rarely actual evidence of these crime waves to be able to prosecute the accused. So another question was asked, if the police force didn't evolve to stop crime, what did it evolve for? The police force evolved and emerged be response to disorder and crimes. However, there was a major issue with this disorder. Disorder itself was defined by many different people. During this time, merchants were the main people to define disorder. Merchants soon turned their focus to taxes and political influence. This resulted in the focus to be on social control rather than crime control. Merchants wanted a way to stop paying the police directly by transferring the costs to the state or to the citizens of the state. But why did they want this? The reason is, is private policing by the merchants was very disorganized and had to be very specific in what the merchants demanded. Then the issue came to be, why should citizens have to pay for police to pay for the services that the merchants want? It's a very good question to ask. As I discussed earlier, the merchants were able to convince everyone that the publicly funded police was for the collective good, meaning it benefited it all. So the cost of the police was now put on the citizens of the state. Companies began emerging and they needed a way to ensure an orderly and stable workforce. These companies turned to the police to solve their problems. To maintain a disciplined and stable workforce, especially in factories, there had to be a safe community in the work zone environment. Dr. Potter was quoted as saying, the conduct of commerce required an organized system of social control. The developing profit-based system of production antagonized social tensions in the community." End quote. Basically, businesses relied on commerce to make its profits. 
It's this system that created social issues and problems within the community. Financial inequality leads to social inequality. And this inequality was rapidly increasing not only in the number of people, but the gap in financial means as well. Working conditions became more and more dangerous, and pay for laborers was lower than it has ever been. Local governments were now dominated by the economic elites, which was leading to more political unrest. The only strategy that laborers had available to them was rioting, which later on became known as union worker strikes. Police were called to step in to stop these riots. Policemen, as they were called, since the police force at this point in history was all males. They were given the legal authority to use force to maintain order. Using the policemen to stop the riots had a really, really bad side effect. The community was illusioned to believe that the order was maintained by the law enforcement, when the true reality is it's under control by those with economic power, as the economic elites controlled the government, which in turn controlled the policemen. In summary, the police were created in the early 1600s for the North and the early 1700s in the South. Starting out as watchmen and slave patrols, the police eventually evolved to protecting local merchants and their goods. However, merchants no longer wanted to pay for this private service and felt the community should pay for the police instead. It was then that merchants became heavily involved with local politics and taxes. They used their finances to influence the government officials. Police called to control riots from hard-working laborers, giving the illusion to the community that they had control. When in reality, it was the financially elite merchants that had control since they had worked their way into the government. In the next episode, I will describe the police and the time period of the late 19th century to early 20th century. Thank you for listening and tuning in today. Until next time, God bless America and those who put their lives at risk for us every day.